Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's show, I will be going over yet another wasted uh, late-inning home run and a so-so week by the Phillies, some positives from the pitching staff, followed by many negatives, some things I'm looking for from JT Real Muto and Bryce Harper, and ultimately Rob Thompson as we head into these final two weeks, hard to believe, of the Phillies' regular season. So without further ado, let's get this show started. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. I, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. That's fair enough. Okay. All righty. Welcome to episode 26. My name's Lucas. I am your host. Thank you, as always, for listening. We... All right. So the week got off to a so-so start. <clears throat> After the uh, Bryce Harper's heroics in Game 1 of the doubleheader versus Atlanta that I touched on last week. Followed by that very same night after I recorded the episode. Trey Turner did it again. As well as the whole team. Um, let's see. The, they ended up losing 7-6. to six. Zach Wheeler looked rather rough. Hopefully that is just a blip on the radar. Went 5 innings. Gave up 6 runs. 6 earned runs. Um... Phillies trailed 6-1 to one in the game. They battled back, as they've been doing. Um, Bryce Harper hit a home run in the 8th inning, followed by a Bryson Stott 2-run shot after they did get a run in the 7th. That cut it to 6-5 to five going into the ninth. Once again against Braves closer Rossell Iglesias, Turner led off with a home run. More late-inning heroics from the home run ball in the ninth inning to tie it. Followed by yet another bullpen uh, blown game in the 10th inning. Uh, Craig Kimbrell did give up a run, which was the difference. Phillies were unable to scavenge a run in the 10th. Kimbrell, to his defense, did strike out um, who was it, Eddie Rosario with a man on third, one out, uh, potentially three times. One was a blown call by the umps, which... The umps just seem to keep getting worse and worse. But as uh, Larry Anderson said on the radio call that game, he said, uh, they all stink and it is what it is. We just got to deal with it. Um, So that pretty much sums it up. But yeah, he did strike out um, Eddie Rosario looking. It was not called. He also got two more foul tips in the same at-bat that JT Romuto unfortunately was unable to hold on to. Um, so he potentially struck him out three times in the at-bat, uh, without much to show for it, and Rosario ended up single into right field to get the run in, and that was the difference in the game. As I said, they dropped it 7-6. to six. Wednesday was a rough one against Spencer Strider, who I cannot stand as, <laughs> I cannot stand most of the Braves team, but he kind of shut the Phillies down. Um, Christopher Sanchez had uh, one of his better starts. In spite of giving up four runs, uh, went into the eighth inning, went seven and a thirds innings pitched, uh, had tw- 10 strikeouts to just one walk. But it was in vain as the Phillies' offense was unable to do the comeback on this game. They lost it 4-1. to one. 
had an off day on Thursday, followed by a uh, three-game trip to St. Louis to close out their season series with the Cardinals. Uh, big win on Friday to bounce back after a tough series versus the Braves. They won it 5-4. to four. Aaron Nola l- did not look good at all again. Um, really was not getting the swings and misses we're accustomed to. Only had one strikeout. Uh, was unable to get through five innings. Went four and two-thirds. Gave up three runs. As I said, one strikeout. Um, but the Phillies' uh, bullpen once again made it interesting. They were holding on to the uh, 5-3 lead in the eighth. Craig Kimbrell, after um, recording two quick outs, walked the bases loaded. Um, thankfully, was unable or able to get out of it without giving up any runs, which they would need in the ninth. So Kimbrell walked three batters in the eighth, followed by Jose Alvarado coming in to save it, uh, still up 5-3. He gave up two hits and two walks, uh, one run, um, once again, had the bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the ninth, was able to hold on with a strikeout, but uh, the bullpen once again is looking rather suspect uh, for a while now at a time when we're looking to get things in order. That was not the case on Friday, but they did hold on, uh, 5-4, big victory. Saturday was uh, a really... Um, Another great start by Suarez. He's been looking really great recently. He went six innings, gave up four hits and one run. Excuse me. Uh, the Phillies held on Saturday by a score of six to one. Win two straight, take the series versus the Cardinals. And then on Sunday, a, a very tough one. They lost six to five. Taiwan Walker once again struggled mightily early on. Um, was able to settle things down later in the game, as has become his M.O. Went seven innings, gave up eight hits, five runs. Phillies once again came back on the comeback trail. They went down three to nothing, thanks to some horrendous defense by the Cardinals. Uh, were able to get three runs in early on in the game to tie it. Um, went down... Five to three, and then we're able to tie it in the eighth. Uh, Boom crushed crushed a monster home run to the third deck above the uh, the Big Mac land sign in in the Cardinals left field. Um, I didn't get the actual distance on that home run, but that was probably the most crushed ball I've ever seen Alec Boehm, um hit. Uh, started a little bit of a rally. They were able to tie it up later in the eighth inning. And a familiar tune um, to Sir Anthony Dominguez giving up a uh, bottom eighth home run with two outs nobody on to um, Cardinals rookie Jordan Walker crush it to left field. And that was the difference in the game. They were able to get first and second in the top of the ninth but weren't able to get the base hit to tie it. So they lost a disappointing one. With overall, just kind of a lackluster game in spite of scoring five runs. Um, those three runs should not have been scored earlier on in the game. So uh, just a lackluster effort to close out the season series in St. Louis. Lost it by a score of six to five. So overall, the Phillies went three and four this past week. Improves or kind of limping their record along to 81 and 68. 
with just 13 games left. Um, so far, they're 7-9 and nine in September. Is it too much to ask for for the Phillies just to have a decent September? I'm not even asking for them um, to light it up in September. Just, you know, a couple games above 500 at least. So uh, hopefully they can figure this out in this final 13. We got a tough series coming up in Atlanta who just got swept in pretty um, pretty convincing fashion by the Marlins. So the Braves should have a chip on their shoulder coming into this series at home versus the Phillies for the next three. So hopefully the Phillies can take at least two out of three heading into their final three series of the year, um, two against the Mets, one against the Pirates. Um, something I do want to touch on, Ranger Suarez, as I mentioned, has arguably been their uh, their best pitcher recently. He's got three starts coming out of coming off the injured list that have all looked uh, rather strong, especially the last two. Um Dating back to his three starts prior injury, he's got a 2.86 ERA in his last six starts. So things are looking good for Suarez. There seems to be a debate right now in the media and on Twitter over whether or not he should be their number two starter over Aaron Nola. Um, I don't think that that's a debate actually with the Phillies brass when it comes to Rob Thompson and upper management. I think Nola is their guy. To be the number two starter um, in the playoffs, if if we should be so lucky at this point, or not so lucky, but yeah, if uh, you know if we can make it and hopefully hold on to that top wild card spot, I still think Nola is the guy, uh, given his history and his success late last year in September and into October. Um, but Ranger Suarez, it, thank God he is looking as good as he is because we very much need him as we head into this final stretch and into October. Um, I think he is locked into that number three spot at this point. Um, no question in my mind. So uh, good things from Suarez, uh, thankfully. And then, um, yeah, Jeff Hoffman, as I've been talking about. Uh, what a godsend with, with Suarez pitching the way he is, Jeff Hoffman and Christopher Sanchez. It's really hard to, uh, or not hard, but it's interesting to think where this team would be without the contributions this year of Jeff Hoffman and Christopher Sanchez. Um, I do not think we'd be 13 games up. We'd probably still be in a wild card spot, but closer to the teams behind us with the Cubs, Diamondbacks, Marlins, and, and Reds. That would be more jumbled up without their contributions. Um, Jeff Hoffman in his last... 60 batters faced. Uh, batters are just 5 for 60 against him. He has 23 strikeouts in those 60 batters faced, um, and that's over the course of his last 17 appearances. So Hoffman just uh, continues to get stronger um, and more reliable as a right-handed arm. He's definitely, I think, the most trusted uh, right-handed reliever outside of Craig Kim- Kimbrell right now. Um, who Who would have thought that? A guy that uh, wasn't even on the major league roster to start the year. Didn't um, get called up till May. Um, So thank God for Jeff Hoffman and Christopher Sanchez. I I posted on Twitter, on uh, the Phillies Focus Pod Twitter page. That's at Phillies Focus. Um, I posted that 
the contributions from Christopher Sanchez and Jeff Hoffman are very reminiscent of those of uh, Bailey Falter and Andrew Bellotti last year on this team. However, much better, uh, significantly better than both of those players were last year through the course of the season. So just thank God for what they were able to do so far this year and moving forward. Um so speaking of Christopher Sanchez, he's going to be getting the start on um, on Tuesday against the Braves. I did. It does sound like now uh, Michael Lorenzen will become a piggyback player or pitcher uh, following Christopher Sanchez, which is kind of odd to me, considering you know Sanchez just went into the eighth inning, longest start of his career. They had been pulling him early on, earlier on in games, in spite of uh, pitching well, which was. A bit of a head scratcher, um, so I don't really think that he needs to be piggyback. What is he gonna be pulled in the third or the fourth inning? Bring in Lorenzen to eat up th- uh, four, six, fourth, fifth, and sixth, maybe seventh innings. Try to give this bullpen a little bit of a breather as they try to figure out their uh, their faults of late. Um, so not a big fan of that. I was kind of hoping Lorenzen would be used more as another. Uh, high leverage uh, right-handed arm kind of let him loose get up in the upper 90s and and try to come into more high leverage situations but that does not look like the uh, the plan for this Phillies team Um, I'm really thinking that they're trying to prepare for the playoffs now in terms of uh, seems like they're set on Taiwan Walker um, pitching in the playoffs I guess some of that is due to his contract and their investment in him. But right now I do not feel comfortable with Tyron Walker pitching in the playoffs, given his early inning struggles for ultimately what seems like the whole season. Now, if you take out his month of June, um, he just really, uh, he settles in once we get through kind of the first time through the lineup and starts to pitch, um, much better after that, but uh, just really struggles early on, which is obviously uh, the antithesis of what you want in very important playoff games to get off to a good start. Um, it's really hard to bounce back once if you are giving up runs early on in the game. Um, but I think the plan is to pitch Taiwan Walker similarly to the way that they did Noah Syndergaard in the playoffs last year which is kind of one time through the order and done um try to get him through the third inning and turn to your bullpen afterwards so kind of looks like that's what they're going to want to do um with Michael Lorenzen and Christopher Sanchez which is use them as a piggyback bullpen arms in the playoffs um and it kind of seems like it might be a tryout with these last two weeks in the season as to who they trust more, Michael Lorenzen or Christopher Sanchez. Because as I said, uh, Sanchez is getting the start on Tuesday with Lorenzen backing him up, but I did hear that the following start will likely be Lorenzen with Sanchez uh, backing him out of the bullpen, which is um, a little bit head-scratching to me at this this point, uh, considering what they've been doing over the course of the last uh, month and a half or so as, as uh, trying to ride that momentum or lack thereof into the playoffs. Um, Christopher Sanchez and Michael Lorenzen have been going in completely opposite directions in terms of their production of late. So um, 
little bit uh, lack of trust in the decision making behind that move as we move forward. Um, guess we'll see how it goes on Tuesday and play it by ear and move forward from there. Um, yeah, this pitching staff, there's just so many question marks right now. I'm really lacking confidence the way that I was uh, after the month of August. Um, it's really hard to find guys. I mean, Wheeler had his, his rough start. Uh, like I said, hopefully hopefully that's just a blip in the on the radar. Um, still have trust in him. I have trust in Ranger Suarez, and Christopher Sanchez is pitching well, but... Outside of that, this uh, starting staff is with Aaron Nola. We really don't know what we're going to get from him moving forward, just kind of crossing our fingers and hopefully hoping that he figures it out in these final couple weeks here. Taiwan Walker, uh, I just really don't trust. I mean, he just watching him over the course of this entire season and especially against the Cardinals on Sunday, um, just beginning to kind of sink in that he's just really not that good of a major league pitcher. Um, he looks very much like a number five starter uh, to me. He um, He's throwing in the high 80s right now, his velocity. So that uh, that's just not going to cut it if, when we're talking about very pivotal games that he could be pitching in the playoffs. Uh, his splitter has not had the bite on it that it did earlier in the year. Uh his velocity has been continuously ticking down um, without many answers. And so I suppose it's fatigue. This is a uh, historical trend for him later on in the seasons. He tends to run out of gas, uh, similar to the narrative of Aaron Nola of years past. Um, so I don't really have any trust in Taiwan Walker at this point. I, I still am holding out uh, for Aaron Nola to return to form and hopefully that his experience from last year can carry into this October. And, and Michael Lorenzen has just not looked uh, good by any stretch of the imagination um, since his no-hitter, since his first two starts, where he went eight versus the Marlins, and then the no-hitter uh, afterwards has just not looked good at all. Um, he's walking guys, not striking out anyone. And, um, yeah, he... Uh, we were obviously hoping for more production from him and more trust in him going into the playoffs than we currently stand. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of question marks, which is becoming a real concern for a while. It was something to keep an eye on and uh, and hope that there was going to be turnarounds, but kind of running out of time to start oiling this machine, uh, this pitching staff, going into the playoffs and uh, running out of options to turn to and, and things to hope for. Um, and that's just just the starters. Uh, the bullpen has looked equally as suspect of late. Uh, Craig Kimbrell seems to be really slowing down in terms of uh, the trust we had in him and that great month of June where he got National League uh, Ridley Pitcher of the Month, made the All-Star team. Um He's just, uh, just given up a lot of hits, lacking command, a lot more walks. Circling back to that series in Miami in, um, in early August where it looked like he was tipping pitches in the uh, 10th inning where he intentionally, excuse me, uh, intentionally balked the guy on second base uh, to start off the inning, and, which was very strange, and, and then just got hit all over the place in, the, in that 10th inning. 
uh, to give up the the lead after that was another dramatic uh, late game heroics that was blown that night multiple times by by the Phillies bullpen. Um, so Craig Kimbrell, um, I'm sure he's fatigued at this point with his age and all the innings that he's pitched throughout his entire career. Uh, had a horrible September last year for the Dodgers. So we've talked about um, many times did not make the Dodgers postseason staff last year. Um, so there are definitely concerns with Kimbrell. Jose Alvarado um, has not looked like himself at all since coming back from injury, uh, really struggling with his command. And um, it seems like his slider is just not there right now. It's not very reliable. Um, and his cutter, I should say. Uh, so Jose Alvarado is not some is someone that once again in years past you had to really hold your breath when he came in. He seems to be regressing to that pitcher again. Um, and then as well as Sir Anthony Dominguez blew uh, another game uh, yesterday versus the Cardinals, another late-inning home run. He had two last weekend uh, in the series versus Miami, arguably lost them both games by giving up big home runs on Friday and Sunday. And then this weekend, again on Sunday, gave up another uh, really important home run. Did look good otherwise, and he has looked pretty good um, when he isn't giving up the, the home runs. But uh, once again, as I mentioned on last week's episode, his swing and miss stuff just is not there. Um, and Gregory Soto is just a continued question mark, especially against right-handed pitching. Um, so Matt Strom's a guy that's been looking really good. He's a guy you worry about with the, the home run ball as well. Um, but just so many question marks right now. Uh, does not incite a lot of confidence as we move forward. Hopefully this week ahead and into next week's episode, um, they can kind of right the ship a little bit and start start kind of writing things that have been wrong. Um, Orion Kirkering, the Phil's top relief prospect, seventh-ranked prospect, the Phillies double-A affiliate, uh, the Reading Phillies just finished up their season, and Kirkering got promoted to triple-A. So a little bit of a question there whether he is a guy that we could bring up. He throws in triple digits, has um, skyrocketed through this uh, minor league stretch uh, or season. Um, highly doubt they're going to, put him into high leverage situations with uh, so little to go down the stretch, but you never know. You never know what the way things are going. Um, so transitioning to the offensive end, I did want to highlight on JT Real Muto, uh, who's all in all having a solid season, especially from a catching standpoint, but uh, really has regressed from his amazing season last year. He, last year he ended up finishing seventh in the NL in MVP voting. Um, some things uh, take a note on. He was much better with runners in scoring position, which I'll, I'll get to in a second, which correlated to 84 RBIs last year compared to this year. He's just at 56. Um, he had a 342 on base percentage last year. This year it's just 308. And um, he was one of the top performers in the NL in war with 6.5 last year. So far, he's at less than half of that at just 3.1. Um, and so, yeah, he's had a he struggled all year with runners in scoring position. He's batting just 192, which, as I said, uh, definitely correlates to his uh, just at 56 RBIs this year. 
192 with the runners in scoring position for Real Muto. Um, just not going to cut it. He's just got a 568 OPS uh, with runners in scoring position. So we need much better timely hitting um, from him. Uh, notice he he's always seems to be choking up on the bat, which he's swinging over top of the balls that are down low and a little bit on the outside of the plate. Um, I think because he's choking up. So I'd like to see him hold uh, more towards the, the stub of the bat a little bit in those situations, especially with less than two strikes. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've always really trusted him as much as almost anyone on the team in those situations. And this year, and especially of late, that is not the case. So hoping to see a little bit uh more flowing from real muto as we head down into these final two weeks and into the playoffs as well um and uh and bryce harper's been struggling too in august after or in um in september i should say after a scorching hot august he is just nine for 53 so far far in september that's a 170 batting average and uh just a 640 ops in september so he uh he got off to a really rough start. It was just one for 25 in September he started off. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. I think that that's just kind of something he's going through. Um, but I, I think last year he struggled in September too. So I do expect him to kind of find his way out of it. He's, he's still been hitting um, very important home runs for this team, especially in the Braves or solely in the Braves series. Um, last week had the big one versus Iglesias to tie it. And then the following night, had the big eighth-inning home run to keep uh, the Phils scratching towards tying it on, I believe that would have been um, Tuesday. So uh, Bryce Harper, I'm keeping an eye on it, but uh, not too worried, but he, he has been really struggling. Um, Johan Rojas is a guy, I, I think they really need to start uh, having him as their permanent center fielder as, as I mean, you kind of, he's been really good versus the plate. He's batting almost 300 now. Um, but anything you kind of get from him from the plate, uh, because of how good his defense is, is, uh, would be considered a bonus. So I, I really like to see him, uh, as our everyday center fielder right now. Um, put Marsh in left, Schwarber DH, Harper first, and, and just call it a day. That's a, those are our nine guys then. Um, he is six on the team in war at 2.1 in spite of, uh, you know, um, having substantially less playing time than most of the guys on the team. He is 12th in all of baseball, all of Major League Baseball in defensive runs saved. 12th. He is plus 14. He has saved the four, the Phillies at least 14 runs uh, just by his defense since, uh, since his call-up. And he has uh, saved the Phillies five outs, five outs above average uh, in center field. So would really love for Thompson to... Um, Start putting more trust in him and playing him every day, uh, just because solely because of what he uh, is able to do by just saving so many runs in that outfield. Uh, that's as good as you know, kind of if, Sch if Schwarber is leading off with the home run, putting them up one nothing, and then Rojas is arguably saving uh, close to a run a game or something of that nature. Um, that's just as valuable in, in, in a way. So, uh, yeah, really, really wanted to see more Johan Rojas. He's getting a lot of off days recently. 
Um, another thing, uh, Rodolfo Castro, who the Phillies traded Bailey Falter for and got from the Pirates at the deadline, he has just one at-bat in, in the whole month of September so far. So he is completely and utterly um, out of the rotation of this team. Yet he's clogging up a uh, position spot that could be uh, very well used by a guy like Wesson Wilson. Um, we could have that right-handed power bat um, in this lineup, and especially in pinch hit situations, things of that nature, um, would be much more valuable on this team, especially heading into October. So they're keeping him on the 40-man roster because he would be out of minor league options for next year. So they obviously want to uh, continue with him as a project in AAA going into next April, but that is that is rendering the team a little bit weak on the bench right now. Um, so it's just kind of something I'm venting about. Circumstantially, he's not worked out. They were hoping he could be good against right-handing pitching, but he has been horrendous for this team since we acquired him. Um, it's one other kind of vent I want to do. Uh, I try to avoid talking about other teams in the Braves, especially the Braves on this podcast, but um, after seeing what they, coming into Citizens Bank Park, clinching at in Philly, um, and taking three or four along the way, uh, the Braves' cockiness is just really, really, really getting to me. When it, when you look at Acuna, what he does on his home run trots around the bases, flapping his arms and doing his little juke around third base, and same thing with uh, Marcelo Zuna, um, guys like Spencer Strider and 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 just so many. Uh, uh, Matt Olson, there's just such a cockiness about that team that I am just counting the days until hopefully they choke once again in the playoffs and um oh I would love nothing more so let's just hope that their arrogance their cockiness and thinking that they're the best uh team of all time is the way that they act it's really hope it comes back to bite them and once again in the um National League Division Series is where it should be lined up that we would face them if we get there and hopefully it can be a repeat of last year and we can be the one flapping our arms around a home run trot in the in Atlanta in a pivotal game. Hopefully, send them home in Atlanta and rub it in their faces this year. That that's what I'm dreaming for. Um, so I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Looking ahead to this week, we got three against Atlanta starting tonight at 7:20. We got Zach Wheeler versus Kyle Wright. Tomorrow, again at 7.20, is Christopher Sanchez, I suppose with Michael Lorenzen behind him, against Spencer Strider. Hopefully we can figure out a way to hit Strider this time. And then Wednesday, early day game, 12.20 start, will be Aaron Nola versus Bryce Elder, um, followed by a four-game series versus the Mets, um, last homestand of the year with the Mets and Pirates coming to town. So Thursday, 7.15 should be Ranger Suarez. Friday, 7.05 should be Zach, or Taiwan Walker. And Saturday, 4.05 should be Zach Wheeler, followed by a Sunday early afternoon game, 105. Uh, sounds like it'll be Michael Lorenzen, potentially backed by Christopher Sanchez. Followed by next Monday will be our final off day of the regular season. And then we close out with three against Pittsburgh Tuesday through Thursday. 
followed by our final series of the year traveling to New York, close it out versus the Mets Friday through Sunday. So we sit at 81 and 68 currently. Hopefully we can go at least 8 and 5 in these final 13, improve to 89 wins. Um, take 2 or 3 versus Atlanta, um, I'm praying for. And hopefully we can take six of those final nine versus the Mets and the Pirates at this point. So, or six of the final ten, I should say. All we got to do is, if we can take two or three versus Atlanta, that would leave us to just have to go six and four versus the final ten versus the Mets and Pirates, which should not be something that is too much to ask for. Uh, Maybe we get to those 90 wins. Maybe we don't. Maybe we hold on to this final wild card spot maybe not but thinking we do at this point cubs have been struggling diamondbacks are surging but um they've been inconsistent overall throughout the second half of the year so we shall see i will be back next week with episode 27 as we preview the final week of the philly season very hard to believe but um as always thank you so much for listening really appreciate it and uh i'll be back next week to check in and hopefully This pitching staff shows some signs of encouragement this week. All right. Uh, All right. I will talk to you then. Y'all have a great week and go Phillies.